Views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. You believe? Yes, we are back again another Thursday at 7 with the goddess Chats, Chats, Real, the Empress Lady Cake Mix. And y'all got bad with me because I don't know what's going on right before the show. My stomach just started getting in a little uproar and probably because or possibly so about some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about tonight on the show. Tonight's topic is hurt to heal. Um it's not ironic that a lot of times we have discussed, you know, this very topic um, with various guests. I know uh, my girl, Rabia Jordan, who was here um, before, um, had the business that, you know, basically addresses that and trying to heal and everything from hurt. Sorry, Rabia, I cannot slip my tongue. Um, but what I'm saying is bad with me because my stomach, just like all of a sudden, is just all in all types of knots. I just started feeling, you know, some type of like, oh, what is it? Anxiety or just, you know, a little bit of sadness. But, you know, life is good. God remains great. And I am here. And God bless you. And God love you. And thank you for joining me tonight. Whether you are listening for the first time or you're a returning dedicated supporter, I truly, truly thank you. Um, you know, I always give my shout out to my previous guests and my guests to come. I appreciate you guys so much. And of course, my followers who faithfully every week turn into the show, who share it, who like, who comment, and who <laughs> feel like they want to call in. So let me just give you all the information from the jump. The number to call in is 443-642-9403. Don't you hesitate. The call and let me hear your beautiful, your handsome voice tonight. But also feel free to make comments. It will be displayed as the show is airing. Uh, my eyes are good, so I think. But with our new little setup, sometimes I'm having a little bit of trouble of reading them and everything. So forgive me um, if during the show you do comment and I'm not responding. Oh, no. It's definitely all love. So blame it on me not being able to see it and not on my heart. Definitely. Um, so with hurting to heal tonight being a topic, I wanted to address that because I realized, because I acknowledge in myself that a lot of us are hurting to heal and a lot of us are hurt and a lot of us right now in our lives for whatever reason, our circumstances or our situations are focusing on healing. But what I'm starting to know is that there are a lot of misconceptions and there's a lot of you know, misinformation that's put out here. So I'm going to speak from my standpoint, give some of my opinions, and hopefully you will join me in discussion. But if you don't, y'all already know the goddess Chast is going to talk your head off this whole two hours. So thanks for joining me. I first to start it off, you know how I do, you got to get some grace up in this space. And hopefully this prayer also will help me get through this show because I can feel myself already as I'm glancing over at my notes, getting a little emotional because 
it is a very, very touchy subject. And just some particulars that I am going to talk about tonight far as um, some things that's going on in our community. Um, I have a dedication for someone that I knew um, that was dear to very many who came up on her one year anniversary of transitioning from this life. And uh, on some of the topics, you know, that I'm going to talk about, I'm talking about hurting and healing, but I'm going to talk about some situations that bring us, uh, you know, to that, that hurt. And a lot of times, yes, death and losing people that we love, we know is one of them. Uh, but then just also trying to heal. It hurts. It hurts. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that we do have is that you're not going to hurt while you're healing because you're trying to heal from it. Right. But let's get that prayer just to thank God for his mercy, his grace, and his love that continues to endure. And then we're going to get it on because, you know, I got to give y'all the what's up or the what's up to the what, what's to the what, what's and all the what in the world and all the what. Yes, that's my thing. You know it. So, dear God, Heavenly Father, thank you again, oh, Father God, thanking, thanking you for keeping us sound, oh, Father God, in a world and in a time that is making so much noise, oh, Father God. I ask you to cast your spirit of peace, Lord, your, your spirit of relief, your spirit of just understanding on us today, Lord, and every day, oh, Father God, continue to touch everybody who is going through, oh, Father God. Let us be reminded that you are still with us, helping us process and to get through on a daily. Oh, Father God, you are so worthy to be praised. I want to acknowledge, oh, Father God, that we would not be able to keep on going and making it without you. It's definitely in life where it is a but God and only God situation, oh, Father God. And I just thank you for being who you are, oh, Father God, and continuing, oh, Father God, to watch over us in this land. Thank you. Amen. 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 So even when I was saying that, I'm like jumping. I'm shaky and everything, y'all. So like I said, bear with me. Um, I don't know what's going on. But then again, I do. Because lately, with this July being my birthday month. Yes, yes, your girl birthday is coming. Leo's rule the world. And my birthday is coming up 729. Look, same numbers at the times of the show, right? 729. And usually when my birthday month comes, I, you know, I'm trying to acknowledge that, you know, I do my thing of self-reflection, but I have to really acknowledge my hurts and where I've come in the process of healing. So I wanted to share um, some of those, you know, people know the definition of hurt, right? You know what hurt is. People say that it's kind of anything far as like uh, a result of some type of physical whatever pain, but we know it's more than also physical. It can be mental. It can be spiritually. It can be all of that. And healing is just basically getting sound and kind of back to what, what, what can I say? The normalcy of things from that hurt. Uh, but what I was trying to express earlier is that one of the most misconceptions is that if you are healing, you are not allowed to hurt. You know, how many times, you know, when we're going through something or when we lose someone or just anything in our lives, you know, the loss of jobs, uh, just anything that you can imagine. There's so many things I can give off so many things that cause us to hurt, right? And you will think, oh, I'm healing from this. And you'll have those moments where you're feeling oh so good, oh so lovely. And then something happens 
or something occurs that just reminds you that I'm still hurting. So then a lot of times, you know, we beat ourselves up and we say, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be healing. So why is this continuing to affect me like this? Um, but that's just it. You know, healing from any type of hurt does not have a time frame. You know, some people really process their hurt and their ability to heal. Some people in hours, some people in days, weeks, months, some people in years. And sometimes you can be doing really, really well on your healing journey. And then something happens as um, far as the anniversary of someone transitioning or uh, an interaction, interaction with a person that hurts you, that you thought you were healing from, and then that person resurfaces or come back around, and then it, you know, makes you feel some type of way, and then you kind of like, you know, beat yourself up, like, wait a minute, I ain't supposed to be this bothered because I'm like healing from this, but I do believe, well, I do know because I'm telling y'all, I hurt and I'm healing and I heal and I hurt that that is part of the process that is. Uh, learning, learning yourself. And I wanted to just give some tips on what you can do to continue to just stand strong in that process. Because like I was saying, a lot of times when we hurting, right? And we, we think that when we start healing that we're not going to hurt no more. So we'll be like, yeah, why am I all bothered or why when this comes back around and I'm sitting here I'm crying like I remember I was here before but that's all part of the process and one of the biggest tips that I can give you in the healing process is to have self-compassion have self-compassion you know we always talk about self-care but just that self-compassion you know what I mean and understanding reason well not the only reason but you're healing because you were hurting but just because you're healing doesn't mean that you're not going to hurt anymore uh, also some tips too is this you know exercise and typically when people talk about exercise you're thinking you know always working out I know I've been working out uh, well having a little exercise that's kind of been a little bit I'm becoming a ritual with me with Marnie walking at night and that's helping. So a lot of times, even if it's not an exercise that's in the physical far as like walking, uh, well, exercise or how we think about exercise, what I'm trying to say, it can be something else that you do uh, continuously that is helping, you know, maybe shopping, laying down, looking at a movie. Uh, for me, like I explained, I go on a walk. It's different things that you can do, but just, you know, an exercise, set goals for yourself, new things that you want to accomplish. That definitely, definitely helps. Uh, of course, y'all know I did my notes, so that's why I keep on looking over here. And just like I told y'all, I'm beside myself a little bit. <laughs> and when that happens, I get a little giggly, but I'm going to get it together, y'all. So um, it also can be, you know, eating healthy uh, trying to eat healthier, eating regularly, because a lot of times when we're hurting and we down, we don't want to eat. You know, some of us overeat, <laughs> you know, different things like that. So eating healthy, of course, is essential in that process. And staying hydrated. You're already down, so you definitely want to make sure that your body is hydrated and able to take some of this stuff that is like drying you up in your life. You know what I'm saying? 
and then making sleep a priority. You know, that is a very big challenge for me, baby, because as I'm going through a lot of my healing process and as I am processing some things that I'm acknowledging that I'm hurting from, that's the number one thing, too, is to acknowledge wait a minute, that you help. I'm, I'm going to jump off of the tips a little bit, right? That's one of the main things that acknowledge you hurt because you know, we are a strong people and everybody knows you as strong, see you as strong and all of that, right? So you, a lot of times, don't want to acknowledge that hurt. You know, we'll kind of have this attitude like, I don't care. I ain't worrying about that and all that. In all reality, you are. You do care about it. It has hurt you and it's okay. You know, a lot of times when you don't acknowledge it, we want to put it on the back burner like it didn't hurt. We so tough and we so strong. I don't worry about that petty stuff or they don't like me. I was talking with them or this happened or even in death, you know, with my faith being as strong as it is. Uh, a lot of times, you know, what they say to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So I used to realize that when people would transition, I wouldn't process that hurt of that of that grief that I was feeling because I did not want it to show up as a lack in my faith. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I know who God is. I know God doesn't make any mistakes. So who am I to be sitting around? crying or feeling devastated that I that I lost this person or whatever. But I have to acknowledge like in losing that person, I am hurt. And it does not show a lack in my faith. It just shows that I'm living real life and I have real feelings and I have to acknowledge them because if you don't acknowledge them, it's no way you can begin that healing process. Um and going back just like I said, to some of the tips far as this process, you want to do some relaxing activities as well. You know how I say that self-compassion? Yes, you have to have that self-care. Do some things that are strictly for you and don't feel no type of way about it. That's the task for me as well. <laughs> as I'm going through things, you guys, you know, and a little bit, I have some financial restraint. So I am a little reluctant to want to go and do things and enjoy myself because I'm trying to preserve the finances to do something that I know that I'm responsible for, whether it's for my children or for my household bills and all of that stuff, right? Um, but sometimes you just got to get out. You know, you can still be Re, re, I guess reserved in what you're spending and everything else like that. But if you got the opportunity to do something that's relaxing, something that you enjoy, go do it. I just did last week and I enjoyed myself. You know, a person didn't even know, well, who's the person money didn't even know probably how I was feeling. But just the fact that they reached out to me and kind of invited me to go to this thing, you know, that helped me because that's another tip too is the state of connected. Because a lot of times when we're going through stuff, I know I do it all the time. I shut down, like I said, because people do you as strong. You don't want to keep on telling people your problems because you already know that they got problems and all that that they're going through. So you're like, look, I don't want to be nobody. I don't want to be nobody sick, nobody gloom. You understand what I'm saying? I want to make nobody else feel worse. So a lot of times I'm reluctant to share with others what I'm going through because I'm known as the strong one. You know what I mean? I just put a, a post on Facebook not too long ago and say, pray for your strong friends because this uh, uh, this resilience 
thing is wearing me out. Um, but that is a great thing. Like, stay connected. And if you have a friend that you know usually you talk to or someone you haven't talked to in a while or whatever, hit them up. Just listen to them. Stay connected as much as you can to things that you like to do, to people that you think that you can connect with. Um, and focus on positivity. Focus on positivity. You know, it's a negative situation, it's a bad situation, but try to focus on the good. Focus on the good, practice gratitude, just be thankful in the moment. Because, baby, even the ability to be feeling hurt is a blessing. And that's all I'm going to do, like, on my self-reflection. Like, it's so many people, look, I'm trying to hold back my tears, that are transitioning from this world, y'all. It's like so many people leaving here drastically, tragically, rapidly every day. And you better live. You know, that's one of, one of my processes in my healing too, guys, is this show. You know, I say I bring this show forth to encourage people and everything else like that. But it's healing for me because I know what I go through. You know, as I come on here, like I said, I got to tell y'all my business. If I'm going to be talking other people's business. Um, so that is like healing for me because I know what I go through. And I'm like, I can help somebody or inspire them or encourage them just by letting them know, like, you are not alone. And just to keep going. Also, on the other side, you know, as far as like when I have guests, it's not just to bring guests. You know, you could talk to anybody, you know, but like here in our town or whatever, people with businesses people that are doing anything or people that just need to talk usually don't have a platform or may not feel supported and loved. And I be feeling that a lot in my life. So I said, what can I do? Because I know I ain't the only one feeling like this, you know? So that's my motivation too, to keep on doing the show, to be that, to be that, you know what I'm saying? For somebody to let them know, yeah, someone's listening. I support you and I love you. So that's why if I've ever reached out to you to be a guest in the, on the show, uh, I kind of feel like you may have felt that at some time or another, that what you're doing or whatever might not be making an impact or it's not getting to certain people or nobody hears you, whatever else like that. And I just want you to know that that's not true. Like, okay, come on here. I live for it. You know what I mean? Because your story, you know, you sharing your life and everything else like that can do just that. It can encourage and inspire somebody to just, live and to just keep on going because I don't know what it is and all these people in the world, you know, when we go and do something, we tend to think that we are the only ones. I know that I do, but I know that that is far, 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 far from the truth. It is far from the truth. I tell you that. Um, so yeah, those are some tips, you know, just that regular exercise, go walking, go shopping, eating healthy, eating regularly, staying hydrated, make sleep a priority. Get you some sleep. I know. I know it's hard to sleep when you're going to do some things, but you got to take the moment of rest. Even if you ain't going to sleep, I mean, where like, you know, you're gone to sleep, relax. Do some relaxing activities. Sometimes you just got to go lay down. You know, and I ain't saying standing no bed either. Because, you know, sometimes we get down and we just want to lay down and shut ourselves up. No, I said stay connected. Go stay down to get you some rest. But, sister or brother, after you get that rest, that little bit of rejuvenation, you're about to get on up, okay? Get up and keep going. 
It is people that are no longer here no more. Just think about the pers a person that was so very dead to you and they gone. They would love the opportunity and just let that, you know, be your motivation as well. Focus on the positivity, practice gratitude, just be thankful. Just be thankful. Just be thankful in the ability to even process that you are hurting, that you are going through. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be grateful every day, okay? And stay connected. People love you. People love you. People want to see you succeed, even though I know when you're going through stuff and everything, it feels like you have nobody. I feel that all the time. But if it's just one person that you feel have your back, stay connected to them. Stay connected to them. Stay connected. Don't you disconnect yourself. Don't you disconnect yourself. Yes. Healing is a process. And it's hurtful. Oh, gosh, it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad, but good is going to come from it. And let me be the one to tell you, good is going to come from it. Like right now, I'm going through a healing process. Like I told y'all, every month, my first day, uh, I just had this self-reflection where I be thinking about things that have happened, you know, in my life, in the past year. I be thinking I be healing from it. And then when my birthday month comes through, y'all, I be hurting. I be like, girl, you ain't did nothing. You <laughs> You ain't made no process. Girl, you sitting here crying about what that man did to you. <laughs> such and such and such. You supposed to have been healed from that. <laughs> you supposed to have been healed from that. What is wrong with you? You know, so just know that in the healing process, you are going to hurt and it is okay. And just because you are hurting does not mean that you are not healing. A lot of times, you know, we think that. We think that. Oh, how many times... You know, you've been around somebody or trying to let them know how you feel or whatever. They be oh, girl. Like, they taught a hand it, right? They be taught a hand it. They be like, oh, girl, you still. Because you be telling the same story. And then we tend to shut down and we don't talk about it no more because you taught it, talking about it yourself. And so you think, and I know they taught a hand it. And sometimes they do be, right? Because they be feeling like, how long ago that was? You're supposed to be over that. But that's not the case, you guys. That's not the case. It's a process and allow people, if you truly love them, to be able to go through that process and not feel judged. Like, it's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay. Because guess what? You go through things too. And that's another thing. When we go through things, we tend to think that nobody else is going through it. And then when we get through something in a certain manner, we tend to believe that everybody is supposed to be able to process things like that. Like, oh, I was able to get over it or whatever. Like, oh, why? She weak. It's not that. And for real, for real, the ability to acknowledge your hurt is the strongest thing you'll ever be able to do in your life. I'm telling you. Now, pushing it off to the side, like I said, that's the weak part. That's the weak part. We be thinking that be strong, right? Because we, I'm telling you, we be having that cold shoulder, that strong face on. I ain't worried about that. That don't even bother me. But it is. It's bothering you, baby. And heal. And heal. It's okay. And you're hurting today. Okay? All right. That was just a little bit, y'all. I just had to 
give it to y'all. I know I'm probably, you know, talking in circles or whatever because I'm trying not to get emotional or too personal. I want to tell y'all the business, but everything ain't y'all business, right? <laughs> Look at me talking about people business, talking about everything ain't your business. Um, but I'm going to get back to that because I think that that is really important. And then on top of everything, that's the topic of the show. Hurt to heal. You have to hurt to heal. And talking about hurting to heal, I'm already ready to get on my what in the world and what in the what topics where I'm talking about stuff that's happening right here locally or has happened right here locally in Baltimore City. A lot of times I talk about, of course, stuff that's happened nationally as well. But a lot of these things definitely that I'm going to discuss cause people hurt. Yes, they do. And when I first was thinking about, you know, talking about the show, whatever, I was noticing, right? Because at first I was going to say a black woman's hurt. But I'm like, no, you know, black women ain't the only one hurting, even though we hurt, right? We hurt, we hurt rural bad. Maybe a whole bunch of frivolous, unnecessary stuff go happening to us. Um, but everybody, everybody is hurting. And unfortunately, we are a lot of times faced with some of the same situations and circumstances that has us hurting, and that's what I want to talk about. Um, one thing that I've just been recognizing, right, is that when I go on social media, everybody is missing. Like, every day, I've never seen it so much. You know, of course, we know people go missing every day, but it really sparked my interest because I'm like, damn, every day I'm going through the social media, I'm looking like, wow, I know that this person doing a missing, this person mother, their grandmother, their father, whatever. So, you know, I did my research because we get to know and grow together here on this show, right? So I was like, I really wanted to know. So I went into doing my research to get some statistics for y'all, and I was astounded. Like, do you know, in the United States alone, that an average that is reported of 600,000 people go missing each year. That's crazy, right? That's like a what in the world? That was like really, really crazy to me. I was like, 600,000? ain't no way. Let me read that again. But nope, I had that right. And I looked that up through the um, NAMIS database. That was the National Missing and Unidentified Person System. Yes. 600,000 people in the United States are declared missing every year. Every year. No, this is not a number from the year. Like every year, 600 people are declared missing in the U.S., okay? 4,400 are identified bodies are discovered every year. And what that means is that only 7% of those people who are reported missing are either found, they are found and they are unable to identify. And the others are, are they found or they're not found? Ain't that crazy? So 82 to 92% are recovered every year, either alive or deceased. And that's the reality of it. You know what I mean? I, I mean, a lot of times we know how it is when we know something happens to a loved one. Um, they get killed tragically. How many times we've been faced with that here in this city? I'm losing somebody so suddenly so tragic you know of course that hurts but my heart 
goes out to them, of course, because I've lost people in that way, in that manner. But I just was really sitting and thinking as I'm strolling through the social media, and I was like, wow. Like the thought that someone you love, like leave out the house, you know, one of your children, because I got some statistics to share on that as well. And you don't see them no more. Well, they be gone, they missing. For years, that's scary. And you don't know what happened to them. You don't know where they at. You don't know nothing. They just, they just gone. They just gone. And what I found is that black children are more likely to be missing for over 48 hours and for over a week more than white children. And that typically is because of the response, you know, in our communities. So I wanted to share information on that as well, because I was confused too, because I was like, how long do you have to like, what would you have to do in the event that that happened, that someone be missing? Because it's so real. Y'all know I'm not lying. If y'all looking at social media, like people is missing like every day, every day you look, somebody is like missing. And I'm like, wow, I just never seen it as much you know what i mean so that's why i was astounded when i really got to looking up things and seeing the statistics and everything else like that like it ain't nothing new like this is what happens this is what happens so i wanted to share some of the stuff like what is the criteria for like amber alerts silver alerts i wasn't even aware about the silver alerts and the golden alerts um but i wanted to share that and wanted to share like that process on what you have to do if someone is missing because i had used the thought like Okay, if they're in a doubt. And I've heard people say it in situations where people were missing, like they had loved ones and they were over 18, that you had to wait certain times. But according to the information that I received from the agency who handles that here of um, missing and unidentified people, it's no time frame. It's absolutely no time frame. You can um, call right away. That's the Merlin Center for missing and identified persons. Um, for us here in Maryland, it's from the Western Maryland to Eastern Shore. And that Maryland Center for Missing and Identified Persons is located out in Pikesville in the State Police Department. Um, but originally, listen, these are the steps, y'all. If anybody ever, 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 ever is missing from your family, what you want to do is you want to call 911 immediately and file a missing person report. So it's not true. You don't have to wait no 48 hours. You don't have to wait none of that. And the police are supposed to respond immediately. I just now seen something, someone on Facebook crying out where their seven-year-old daughter um, just went missing. They called the police at three o'clock today and it was six o'clock. I was viewing it before I got the show when the police hadn't responded yet. That's sad because it's sad because the response and along with reporting it is very vital and what could be the, ses- the success in finding your loved one. So that's very, very sad. They are supposed to report immediately. And of course you want to call 911 immediately, file a missing police report and then you can also contact that Maryland Center for Missing and Unidentified Persons for further assistance. Um, in Baltimore, you can call the one eight six six seven lockup. Um, you can also text text crimes, right? Like go on your phone, text crimes, and then you want to enter the message MCS. 
So you'll be texting 274-637. Then you want to enter MCS, okay? But it is no time limit that you have to wait. None at all. Um, in order for an AMA alert to fit the criteria when a child is missing, um, usually, that well, that's one of the main things uh, that that contributes to the missing people. And that's usually kidnappings of children like under six years old. I've seen in some of the statistics as well. Um, but in Maryland, the criteria for AMA alert, because I always see them come across my phone. I know you do too, come across the TV. So I was like, okay, what that's about? And I did not know that it had to be so much information to get an AMA alert because everybody don't get an AMA alert. Because I was thinking that while I was looking at social media, like why are they... This young girl missing, the police hasn't responded yet and whatever. Why is not no AMA alert? But the criteria in order to send out an AMA alert, you have to have uh, a description of the child and it has to be a completed, a completed specific description of the child, the abductor, and the subject vehicle. And the concern that they are in serious danger to be harmed or kill. So you got to have all of that. And a lot of times, you know, if someone is being kidnapped and it's not by a family member, you see a lot of that too. Um, parents having differences and, you know, one of the parents may come and take the child. So you not, not necessarily know, you don't know who took the child. You don't know where they at because you're reporting them missing. Um, so it's, it's a very strict criteria to get that Amber Alert. So that's what, what you would need. So in an event, if you know what happened and who took your child, you can give a description of the kid, you can get an AMA alert. I also found out that it's also something called a silver alert as well as a gold alert. Now, the silver alert is usually for like elderly, um, older people who have some form of illness, whether it could be mental or physical um, you know, and again, this could go out immediately. So if it, they have something like Alzheimer's, they want them from home, dementia, um, they take any type of medicine, you don't know their whereabouts or whatever, you can get a silver alert sent out for this individual. Uh, a gold alert is the same situation, but it's for kids. So they can send a gold alert if you have a child that has some mental, you know, disabilities, challenges medical challenges and they kind of like wandered off um while you're out whatever else like that they can issue a gold alert i didn't even know about that right i just knew about the amber alert and i just always felt like if a child went missing why they send no amber alert out about these kids and stuff like that but hey it's a criteria so that was something definitely good to know um i kind of figured that fact that i gave y'all and of course that fact again it's coming from these organizations that I shared. So it ain't me just making it up uh, when they said black children are more likely to be missing more time than white children. Like I said, that's because of the response. I just now shared the lady I was just seeing on Facebook dealing with that. Like they just don't show up. They, don't, they ain't taking this, you know, I don't know if they take this seriously. I guess they may feel sometimes too. Um, if you have a teenage child, people may feel like if it's a runaway, but it don't matter. Whether they missing them run away, you can report it immediately. And that police 
is supposed to respond immediately. And immediately, once they file that missing report, that information is to go out here to Pikesville, out there at the MD, um, the Maryland Center for Missing and Unidentified Persons. And they begin dealing with it and everything else like that. Um, but yeah, y'all, everybody is coming up missing. And that's why I be saying, because I'm guilty of it myself. You know, sometimes you go in the store, you have your children with you, they wander off. My son, yeah, blah, 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 you know, he my bleeper person. I got him on QT today. I got him up there. I told him, go, listen, go and say, I, I ain't for that today. They already worked me before I even got on here, worked my nerves. Um, but, you know, he wanders off. He going to toy out and everything else like that. And he just think everything is good how innocent children do. They don't think about, you know, the dangers or the fears. Um, but I always tell them that. Y'all come over here because that's how it happens. Which they be just in the store, the parent change turn it back. They out at a park, out in the playground. Yeah, it's people out here snatching kids. And you have to keep, you really have to supervise them and watch and show them and all of that. So, Yes, have discussions with your children, guys, about that. Going with strangers, um, stranger danger, right? I always kind of quiz my son and say, if they show up at the school and say, your mother told me to come pick you up, or you right here, what you going to do? He was like, no, I'll call my mother. I'll be like, that's right, don't go. Because at the same time, my job, he's so lovable. He's a friendly friend. And um, I just always be concerned about that. Also about him opening these doors. My boy be wanting to go outside. He be wanting to go outside, even with this heat. Yes, let's talk about this heat, right? But even with this heat and everything, he be wanting to go outside. And I can be sitting somewhere and I hear that door open. John, you got that door open. And sure enough, and he think it's okay. Because, okay, I'm running from front to back. It's nothing else. Um, but y'all know, somebody always watching and you never know. And then considering I've been doing my research about these people missing and all these statistics or whatever, I've really been doing it because, like, that is my worst friend. I had an episode the other day when he was in the thing and I had to come back in and get awarded and I went and he had kind of, like, ran around the front and my heart was beating, right? Thinking about this, like, oh my goodness, what if somebody... Because that's how it happens. So... He be understanding a little bit now, but children, you know, a lot of times don't understand, you know, I guess our fears in that regards. But he be all right because I want the wife says, Michelle, I don't know what I would do. That's why I say my heart definitely goes out to those individuals who ever have to report their loved one or family member missing. And that's why I wanted to share some of just, you know, the basics on how you can report it, what you do, how to respond. And then also considering is that when it's us, we we are not likely to be found or get that response. So um, if you know some information, hopefully it can make the situation better. But I know that has to be one of the worst, one of the worst feelings, one of the worst situations to have to deal with, to have a loved one that just kind of like, Vanishes. You don't know what. And then, of course, as time go by, you're thinking the worst. You're thinking the worst. Um, where, you know, it's good. Some people are recovered and everything else like that. But a lot of times they are 
not. They are not. And then it's also said when I read that statistic that 4,400 unidentified bodies are discovered every year. Like these are people that, of course, could have been reported missing from a city, state, or whatever I'll say that, but they are just not able to identify them. You know, I look at those type of stories. I think I told y'all before, but now that my cable, <laughs> that Comcast is clipped, but I'm into all of those type of things. ID used to be my channel, and I used to look at shows like Vanished and different things like that and everything, and I used to see people looking for years, parents looking, everything for years. Of course, you know, it's been some matters right here in the U.S. where people were missing for years, and they was found um what was that the castro when he had those the ladies locked up all those years had babies bomb and everything else like that and they finally got through um i know i think that was the brother who helped her um escape a, a while ago or whatever but y'all know what i'm talking about right well i hope y'all do i wasn't <laughs> focused on talking about that particular case tonight i just was basically trying to give an example um so i hope that that information helped y'all because it is real it is so many people going missing and i know that hurts and how can you heal from that i would lose my mind it's already a process and trying to heal from the hurt of losing a loved one when they transition from this life could you imagine i, I just couldn't i guess because it never happened for me and i only been in a situation where i've lost people but, I mean, you know, lost people far as, you know, through death. I could not even fathom how I would be or how I would feel if one of my children left out and I was never to see them again. Don't know where they are. Don't know where they're at. Like, that is one of the worst of the worst. And that brings me to something specific um, that had just been reported um, this week. Um, on Friday, actually, what just happened on 707. Yes, that was Friday. Last Friday, um, it, it was a lady, 45 year old Lakeisha Willer, was found shot dead in her car uh, at Pikesville High School. Now, Ms. Willer had been reported missing by her family the evening before on July the 6th after not hearing from her. Um, it is said to believe she made a phone call out to her son just to check on him, and she had informed him that she was going to work. And, yeah, her family reported her missing on 706, and she wasn't, like, gone, or they didn't not hear from her for a long period of time. That's why I said it's very imperative that you reported immediately. Like, you don't have to wait. You know, considering that she was the old lady, you know, I would have thought, or what I thought previously in my mind, like, yeah, they would say, or maybe she went here, went here, or whatever. But again, I guess, you know, as I'm following the story, her family was aware of some things that was going on, and they was like, yeah, this may be an issue. And they made those steps to report her missing. Um, and unfortunately, she was found the next day deceased. Um, it is some updates on it. Of course, um, prayers go out to Miss Lakeisha Willis' family. 
she was found again on Friday, 707 in the Pikesville community in the Pikesville High School parking lot in a little roundabout by the school. It is now being reported that Levi Feldman, a 53-year-old man, who is the father of her son, has been retained for this murder, and he is being held in Baltimore County with no bond. Now, according to the sources, well, the police sources, and what is being reported, uh, Ms. Willa and Mr. Feldman were actually, you know, in a relationship. Um, just earlier this year, Ms. Willa got a restraining order on Mr. Feldman, and they had a history of domestic violence. The restraining order supposedly came after he uh, violated, or no, not violated, but after he had made an attempt or something. No, after the restraining order, right, he had made an attempt to actually, like, break into our house, and he was stopped by a friend. So he actually was on, out, like, on a warrant for violation of the restraining order for going to our house trying to get in. What happened was Mr. Feldman had found out that Ms. Willard had another boyfriend and he had became jealous, went to the house, tried to break into the house. Um, now, all of this is being alleged as um, far as the story. And as it goes, went to the house, tried to break in. The friend stopped him. He had a warrant on him. Now, on 706, it has been alleged that Mr. Feldman, who has been locked up, Mr. Leah Feldman, 53, who has been locked up for her uh, murder, reached out to her, reached out to her and said that he had broke down on 83 and asked for her assistance. And she went to help. She went to help. Um, so this arrest was made. She supposedly went to help, went to take him to the whatever like that. So even though they, you know, had a history of domestic violence, um, I guess she still, you know, was going to support him. This is her children's father. You know, he stuck out on 83, um, I believe, and that's what's real, real sad because a lot of times we see these situations and domestic violence and everything else like that. And, you know, on the judgmental side, us looking in, we can always say, what? I never deal with nobody or let nobody put their hands on me or do this and do that, but you don't know until you're in that situation. And all forms of domestic violence are um, not physical. I had that definition down too, but basically it's just, you know, conflict that's usually uh, in a partnership, you know, someone in the spouse that either cohabitate, um, you know, live together or whatever else like that. Um, so she went out there to help him. She went out there and agreed. Of course, she was reported missing. They found her body the next day. They did not know what happened. Um, during the investigation, they were able to pull surveillance cameras and it was discovered that Ms. Willard pulled into this school um, the the day before. But I think it was like 13 minutes after they had reported her missing and so she was pulling up in this school. Uh, that was the day before. I'm trying to find the time because I told you I'll be writing my, my notes down, y'all, and then I'll be jotting them all over the place and then can't find them and then my lightning up in here. Be a little dim. I'll be trying to have it looking all subtle and stuff like that. And then I'll be like, wait a minute. And then with notes, if, if I could show this to y'all, right? I do lines and I draw nail. Like, I know what I'm talking about because I would go somewhere else and I'll find another point. And I'll be like, oh, no, I got to mention that, right? Um, but yes, our surveillance showed her parking on the lot of the school at Parkville High School at 7.06, around 7.44 a.m. in the morning. 
Um, and a man getting out of the passenger seat less than a half an hour later, it is being alleged that that man was Mr. Levi Felt, right? So that's how they were able to go and arrest him. Um, this investigation, I guess, happened real fast. They were on it, and yeah, he's now in custody. He does not have a bail. He does not have a a, a bail. Uh, they were saying that he had possibly stole her phone and turned it off and thrown away. But because of these surveillance uh, that they had, they were able to track his steps after the murder. So that's how they were able to arrest him right away. Um, I think he is being held on first and second degree, I believe, um, murder. Of course, also with the violation of the restraining order, he's been held on that. But yeah, he had got jealous. She had a new man after he probably was treating her like trash. That's how it is typically in these domestic violence situations and our sister still, 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 still so loving and want to be supportive, even somebody who has hurt them so bad. I think a lot of times, too, we feel like that's part of the healing process, too, right? To be able to deal with these individuals that hurt us. Uh, but that's far from the truth, too. You ain't got to deal with them people. You ain't got to deal with them. If, if you're not able to deal with them or socialize with them or you don't want to deal with them, that does not mean that you're not healing. People get that misconstrued, too. They say, well, if you ain't hurting no more permanent, then you should be able to know. Sometimes you just got to cut people off. I'm good. I'm good. And maybe if more women or even more men, because it's not, I mean, or even more men, like I said, because it's not only women. Um, who lose their life in domestic violence situations will have that attitude, then maybe a lot more will be here today. Because I guess they feel like, and, and then there's that whole manipulation, like I said, history with people. So even while domestic, domestic violence history is there, you have a history with this person. You know, you remember the good times, you, you had love for them, they had love for you. So you thought at one point, so you kind of stay in that space or that place with them, right? So, um, yeah, he found out she had a new man. He had tried to break into her house. He had already made threats to kill her and her friend. And I guess the family knew. They knew. Yes, she had that restraining order, was processed on Valentine's Day. I guess they knew. I don't know how they, you know, probably knew about her having this conversation when he reached out to her after she had called to her son. She probably mentioned something to a family member. They probably was like, girl, why are you helping him? Or whatever was like that. And like, you know, something I probably would say, that's not your other father. You know, and everything else like that. Of course, having a good heart, I'm sure she did not think that this was ha going to happen because that's the sad part too of domestic violence is that a lot of people don't think that it will get to that extent. That's why they stay, or that's why I think they continue to deal with that. You know, I've been in situations, and all domestic violence sometimes is not physical. It is emotional and everything else like that. But I've been in not several, but two, because I ain't had that many men. <laughs> but like two, you know, first of all, you know what? It was physical and emotional. God damn, if you're going to do physically, uh, being abused is definitely mental. 
trust me, it's definitely mental and it definitely breaks you down spiritually and all that too. So yes. And then even you going through some mental abuse, it'll break you down physically. So it's all, you know, contributes into one, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, they knew something and they acted quickly. They reported her missing on 706 and unfortunately on 707 she was found deceased. Um, rest in peace, Lakeisha Willer. Our prayers and our love go out to your family and your loved ones. I'm sad to have to report this matter on the show, um, but it was just, you know, in, in relevance too. That's what made me really get to looking into the missing persons and everything. Like I said, from what I was seeing on social media, um, from seeing this and from seeing the story about her, about being missing on 7-6, and it just like so fast, like the next day when they were saying that they found her and had found out through their investigation that this was the lady that was reported missing in Baltimore City the very day before. That's crazy. And then also, you know, in talking about that, I wanted to uh, give a dedication to my show too. Uh, for uh, Miss Michelle Lindsay. Miss Michelle Lindsay um, is the mother of my god brother's oldest children. And Miss Michelle Lindsay lost her life uh, last year, uh, a similar situation, um, a homicide, suicide, 48 years old. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person inside and out. Very hard worker, devoted mother, all of that, good friend, all of that, right? And it just came up that it was her year, year anniversary of her transitioning um, on July the 9th. I know they held the celebration for her. I did definitely uh, want to attend. I don't think that I had received um, the location or whatever, but uh, just some information on that story. I'm very similar, unfortunately, to Miss Willis. But that prompt ain't take his life. And Michelle Lindsay's case, that prompt, that man took his life and Michelle's life. Yes. Um, it was a homicide, suicide. So after shooting her, he shot himself. They both were rushed to the hospital, but both did not make it. Both of them succumbed to that injury. Um, so my love and my light goes out to Michelle's children, her family. I know that she is truly, truly missed. Like I said, I knew them personally. I see it all the time. I see her daughter all the time. Um, just sharing things on Facebook and stuff like that about her mom and trying to see it up. Um, because, you know, that's just so tragic, you know, especially if you have a great relationship or a relationship with your mother. That's definitely like, I'm so sorry. Because, you know, I'm still blessed to have my mother here with me. But considering my mother's situation, that's definitely one of the things that I dread the most. I cannot imagine what y'all are going through. Um, but just seeing your loved one um, going through things and you have to support them through the struggles, um, be killing, be killing yourself. I just know when my my mother transitioned, I know it probably produces that feeling that you just want to die yourself. So 
I just thank God for the strength, uh, for the love and the mercy that he has provided to you guys and that you are still going and y'all hurting to heal and healing does hurt. And I hope that y'all continue to make it through that process. See, I told y'all I was, I was tearing up, right? But it's like the tears came through my nose and not my eyes. <laughs> Came through my tears and out my eyes. So rest in peace, Lachelle. Mm. Michelle. Now I'm thinking about Sister Lachelle, but rest in peace, Michelle. I'm definitely gone to Sutton too soon. Um, and 709 was her anniversary date in which that happened. Um, but yeah, y'all. Woo! That was a lot, right? The <laughs> And y'all should see me too, that before the show, right? A lot of times when I be taking my notes and I be coming up with my topics and they know them, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to hit that on that. I kind of be like, uh, of course, it's not pre-recorded. I'm live on here, right? So I got to say what I got to say and I got to get it on out the way I got to get it out. And sometimes y'all know if you're watching the game, I can't, I can hardly or barely get it out, right? Um, but I be point on, right? I be point on like, oh, yeah, when I get on there, I'm going to talk about this and this. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to make that point and I'm going to make that point. <laughs> I was like that. But it's different when you're in real time because so many times I get off of the show and I'll be like, dang, I forgot to mention that. Or oh, how I didn't bring up that point. Or oh, why I didn't say that like that. Yes, I'm critiquing myself all the time. And if anybody knows a Leo personality, yes, we are our biggest critics. But I think that's anybody, right? Not that I would hope so, but I would hope that I ain't the only one be driving myself crazy like that. And we talked about that before, that all critiques are not bad critiques. But show yourself some compassion. I am really sitting in that trying to do that because I have just been so upset with myself lately and doing my self-reflection. It's my birthday month and things I'm going through, you know, my children being fatherless, me and my finances and everything else like that. I just have really, really been beating myself up. Where so it has look like produced me having dreams of me being attacked, right? And I started looking at it, like, wait a minute, what's going on with this thing? You know, spiritually, because I really be trying to be in tune, and that's basically what it was saying. You are having these dreams of you being attacked, you fighting back, and everything else like that, because you are beating yourself up. You have some anxieties, and you have some stresses that you are really being hard on yourself about. And it's like, I already knew that, right? But that was like my confirmation. And I'll be trying this stuff because even in me going through my process of healing, right? And trying to connect with certain people. And, you know, like one of my cousins, Ife, she's always good with that and trying to motivate me or make me feel better about a situation. And I really be combating her like, no, girl, I was stupid. <laughs> I was dumb. I, I knew better when I was like that. God bless her heart, right? <laughs> But any situations like that, like you really have to show compassion to yourself. We all make mistakes and everything is not a mistake. You know what I mean? Like, I love my children. I'm glad they're here. But I knew it was. I really beat myself up, up about that, especially when you got children, you know, feeling some type of way about their father and everything being living and breathing and ain't worrying about them being living and breathing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, 
That's just all I'm saying. That is just all I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, I finally found the descriptions, y'all, of the definitions of domestic violence. Is a violent, aggressive behavior within a home, um, violent abuse of a spouse or a partner. The definition of hurt is caused physical pain or injuring to, but it's not all physical and be mental. But I guess that all just like coincides with each other, right? Like sometimes you hurt mentally, you hurt physically, you hurt physically, you hurt mentally, and all of that. Um, and healing um, definition is to become sound or healthy again. And that's what I was saying. Like, that's one of the biggest misconceptions because you think that if you're healing and then when you become unsound with it or you start to do some of those things that you know are unhealthy sometimes, like sitting around crying, crying for help. It's like, it's good to cry, right? But you got to get up out of that, right? So you'll start to feel and be beating yourself up. Like, wait a minute, I didn't heal from this. And I thought I did, but I didn't heal from this, right? So yes, 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 yes. Just wanted to share that information with you. Um, and again, you do not have to heal 100%. That's the biggest thing in all. You do not have to heal 100%. You have to be patient with yourself and be persistent. Like that's your goal, right? To heal and be better, but then understand that some days are not gonna be good. Some days are better than others, right? Y'all know all the sayings, y'all know all the quotes. That's why I love our people and stuff like that, and, and just black people. You know, people, I guess in general, but black people, baby, we be having some quotes or some things we can say. You know, you can go in the crowd and you can say it, and immediately a person. Know what the response was one of the most of them when they say God is good, and you just like, I don't care where you go, the person say all the time <laughs> and all the time, God is good. But I always say, No, life is good, God is great because we just we try and be good, right? We we want all our situation. God is better than good, He is better than good. So that little bit of the thing, uh, changed for me. But you know, all the more things we have, look at the pot, and it was like the pot calling the kettle black. We be having some things that has went on um, through history, and I love that about us. Um, but yeah, you don't have to heal 100%. Be patient. Be consistent. And just like I said, when you go through those moments when you think that you heal and something comes back and you're back in a space that you think that you're not supposed to be in, do that part as part of the process and a learning opportunity for yourself. So then you know what like are your triggers or whatever that's making you feel like this again. Use that as a learning opportunity and know that it's part of the process. And prioritize that self-care and self-compassion. It's already a hard situation or hard matter. Why are you sitting around keep on being hard on yourself? Tell me. Tell me, tell me, tell me why. Huh? I don't know. I don't know, because you don't want to tell me. I was seeing your comments. I was seeing the wish day. Think about it, right? But why should I bring you something about myself? But I'm going to keep on talking about talk. Y'all know I'm going to keep on rocking. No matter who is rolling, I ain't stopping because this is what I do. Um, But again, just in case you are, those phone lines are open, 443 642-9403 and you can hit me in the chat in the chat in the chat I said 
even if it's not doing the show, feel free to reach out to me in my personal inbox. But of course, we have the Be Exposed page that www.beexposedradio.com where you can inquire about anything you want to know that goes to Be Exposed, okay? Because it's your news, our news, and it has to be exposed. Yes, look at that right there on the screen. That is also the info. So you can inquire, of course, directly through the website that I just now recited off. But then also you can send an email directly to info at beexposedradio.com and you're going to get all the information that you need. Yes. If you're doing something in the community and you want it to be shared on this platform, Please feel free to reach out. It's a commercial type of thing. It's an ad type of thing. You hear me? Even if you're feeling like, you know, you want to do your own show, then this is where you want to go. And it ain't easy. It ain't easy. You got to go hard for it. <laughs> and you got to be dedicated. You got to go. You got to keep going. You got to keep on going because um, that is one of the things that has hurt me <laughs> so much. Like, I'm really being sarcastic, but really I'm not. And that's another thing, right? I be doing that too. That when I'm hurting and stuff, I try to be sarcastic or try to bring some type of humor into it a lot of times because sometimes you do. You have to laugh to yourself just to get through right. You got to learn to laugh. You got to learn to laugh, y'all. Y'all got to learn to laugh. Even when you want to cry, you got to learn to laugh, right? So, but even if you think you can come through here, you can do your thing, that's the thing, baby. Come on through. Come on through. Come on down. I know a lot of y'all, like, but they say everybody got to, uh, uh, a podcast and I guess that's why people think that it's easy because people just think that it's just getting on here and you know talking and everything else like that like I'm doing but it's not it is not of course when you got time to when you got things to talk about you know your content is always you know one of the things that's very impressive or whatever to keep you going um, but two when you're having discussions and you don't really have an interaction you just gotta know how to keep going Look, there's a whole bunch of the technology piece. Y'all done seen me on here a ton of times. A ton of times. Like, not knowing what's going on, losing my mind, right? Like, trying to work the phone, my lighting and everything. I know if you've been watching me every week, you'll look in the background and sometimes it flip up and it's changed because that's what I got to take my setup there <laughs> every week and reset up what today. So I'll be trying to have it looking the same for y'all, having the same background and <laughs> letting you so y'all can be familiar. Uh, but I know sometimes I'll be more to the left or more to the right. Look, I don't even know. No, look, on the left, that's leading to the right on the screen. See? See what I'm telling y'all? Uh, <laughs> and I'll be, of course, making sure y'all see my little symbol thing. Look, I'm being all um, cute. They ain't really trying to throw up my son or whatever else like that because I need these babies done. Yes, I do. I'm going to a wedding Saturday. Look, I talked about all this sad stuff, right? I talked about that love, too. And something that is not one of those sad moments um, that I was talking about domestic violence. And I'm going to a wedding Saturday. I'm pumped up about that. Okay. Um, I mentioned earlier um, the Queen Rabia Jordan. I got to get that name of her business again. I'll share it next week, though. Because, oh my goodness, Rabia, forgive me. Um, but she's hosting um, something Saturday as well. I wanted to go. Um, and I had said, dang, I had reached out to her on Facebook and then she was like, yeah, I was just saying, I need to reach out to Chastity because I was just going to surprise her and I was going to pop up. I saw that girl having something. And again, I said, I mean, not that girl, that queen, but you know, my girl, 
you know, <laughs> I do it. And um, and I was like, Dad, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna pop up and I'm gonna surprise and be like, I'm here because I need some healing. I need some healing, Queen Rabia. And when I seen the date, my face was like, nah, nah, I'm not gonna be able to go. Um, but I'm certainly looking forward to the next one that she has. And she said that it's going to be recorded. So I am going to check it out. I'm sure she's probably going to, you know, go on live or whatever. So it can be shared with the world. So I definitely have to check that out. And she ain't the only thing person or the only thing that is going on this weekend. I mentioned last week, this Saturday, we had the Youth Open Mic. Yes, the Youth Open Mic. It's happening right down at the Central Library um, located at Cathedral Street, but it's just for the youth. Now, you old folks or you seasoned folks, I didn't want to say old folks, I'm going to say seasoned and mature folks, don't just be showing up because they don't want you here. They don't want you here. I was looking at that movie the other day, by the way, the uh, <laughs> Tales from the Hood. Okay, the Tales from the Hood, when he was like, they don't want you here. The spirits don't want you here. No, the youth do not want you there. They wanted to be a space where they can feel free and comfortable to express themselves openly without the judgment of us mature folk or us reserved folk, right? Because that happens. Uh, they say when you get over 40, you you don't say things you mean or say how you want to say it. And that is the truth. And I'm beginning to check myself. And I was saying, you know what? That's why a lot of old people. Now, I ain't talking about them old nasty people, right? I'm talking about them old people. That anything. Well, my mature folks. I said not the old folks. Because age ain't nothing truly but a number. You'll learn that. Because I remember when I was younger. And I had people that was my age now. As I'm ready to be 41. I was like, you old. You old. So now that I'm here, I'm like, no, I'm not. And not to mention that I was more wiser as these the folks is putting some of these babies shame baby they looking like they up in their 40s and 50s and we hanging down looking like yeah that was 20s and 30s 20s and 30s <laughs> right y'all know I ain't lying y'all know I ain't lying but I used to think like oh that's so old but that's just not the case right but no they don't want y'all down there like I said I be having to check myself now with me getting wiser and more seasoned right and I used to be like, why are these old folks just be saying anything out their mouth? My mother and my stepfather, <laughs> for one, they say anything. That is grace. And it ain't mean. It'd be funny. But it just be like, oh, did she say that? And yeah, baby, when you go through life and you done seen some things and you are experiencing things and you done been through so much, who gonna check you? Who Say what you got to say. And I guess that be that attitude and everything. And I need to be more of our attitude. Now, you ain't got to be mean and rude and nasty about it. Because people out here hurt. And that ain't going to help me. <laughs> but, you know, say what you say. what you say and, and mean it. You know what I'm saying? Don't mince it. Don't mean it. Don't mean it. You know what I'm saying? Mean it, but don't mean it. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be mean about it. And a lot of people is mean about it. But yeah, them, them season folks, they be saying anything. And I be like, baby, they say anything. Oh, my goodness. And here go me. Or I, you know, trying to be preserving for my brain. Oh, don't say that like that. Whatever. But now, baby, I be like, go on. Go on with it. And I done got more comfortable to you and saying what I want to say. Because who going to check me? 40 almost done. And I'm ready to be the wonderful 40. 
Okay? Who wants that? Ain't nobody don't. Well, who? Who? I'm going to say what I want to say. But I ain't going to be mean about it. I'm not going to be mean about it. Um. So, yeah, just to give y'all a little bit of recap. We still got some way to go. I ain't going nowhere. My stomach is turning and bubbling to you. Feel like I gotta go to the bathroom, but not that. But I, you know, I ain't trying to do no TMI. Don't think I'm. I still the lady. Um, but it's just rumbling. I'm telling you, it's just all up in knots. Um, because again, I felt some type of way about what I was gonna have to reporting on my show, knowing that I wanted to do the dedication for Miss Michelle, um, Lindsay, and then when I seen the situation with Miss Willer. Um, in this domestic situation, uh, domestic violence situation. Um, of course, yeah, it gave me some self-reflections too on situations when I was involved in those meetings. And I, all I can think is that could have been me. That could have been me. That could have been me. So why am I not rejoicing? I told y'all that before. It's not like we, we, we glow on other people's pain and other stuff that they go through or anything else like that. And especially if you've been through it before or something similar and you made it through it, you good. You good. Because something really, really bad could have happened. And even though you're feeling bad and you're hurting, you're here and keep on pushing through to heal from it. Because unfortunately, these beautiful queens will not get that chance to do so. And now their loved ones are left behind to go through that healing process and hurt while they heal and they heal when they hurt. And so I just wanted to come through today in that regard to let them know and you know, you know, even if it's not a situation as severe as what I was supporting here on the show tonight, that it's okay to hurt, to heal. It's okay. Keep hurting. Keep on healing because you can't heal if you aren't hurting anyway. So acknowledge that hurt, brother. Acknowledge that hurt, sister. Acknowledge it. You ain't got to be tough. I ain't going to judge you, even though other people might judge you. And then I think you so what? It's okay. Cry. And all that stuff. Yes, there's still going to be people sitting around like, oh, God, here she go again. Or whatever else like that. And that's so wrong. That's why people shut down. That's why people don't share their emotions. That's why people don't turn to people because people know they're going to be thinking that. And just like I said, that's like a misconception. Like we think that if we are healing, we're not supposed to be hurting. So we try to hide. Like I'm good. And even, you know, like I was saying, in people transition, I used to not process that because I did not want it to look like I was questioning my faith or questioning God. But I'm learning that that's okay, too. 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 I'm processing it, too. Um, my father, my father who transitioned last year in June, he just had a birthday. Um, July the 4th. Oh, my goodness. Rest in peace, Charles. Uh, B. Chance, a.k.a. Bo. He used to always say they can't mess with the Boski. Um, you know, and like in my adult life, you know, even from my childhood, um, I guess a lot, you know, that trauma and why I'm hurting from that, because, you know, my my father's relationship with me was real sporadic. And a lot of times it's like that, you know, as kids, that absentee parent, we long for them so much. We long for them so much. 
And, um, you know, my mother was there and was always there and was always holding it down. And I don't think I really realized that until I got older and been able to give that lady credit like that in that regard when I was younger. Because I didn't know. I was a child. But now that I'm older and I'm kind of going through that same similar situation of being that constant parent and my children having an absentee father, but, you know, they long for him and, you know, you... As a parent in the household, you get all the, all the BS. The, you got to deal with all the cries, all the whinings and stuff like that. And then when that other absentee parent shows up, it's just like, hey, you know, they sit around and they might mope about them not being there. But then when they come, they're so excited or, you know, to uh, be around them and they engage with them that they kind of let that go. And I did the same thing as a child. Baby, why nothing? My mother, you know, thank God she just like how I am now. And I guess I got that from her as well. I, it ain't no reason for me to sit around and talk no bad words about it because your actions are going to speak for themselves. So, you know, as children get older, they're going to learn, they're going to develop their own opinion because they know their own feelings and how your actions is making them feel. So I don't have to say nothing. You know, people be thinking that too. You got to say something for somebody to feel some type of way. No, it's you. You making people feel some type of way. Um, but my mother really never did that, you know, and I can just always remember as well what my father did when it comes through. Um, and I used to always, sometimes I did used to wonder, like, you know, when I got older, like, why did lady keep on letting this man in or just let him come and pop up? And I realized she did it for me. She did it for me, not because she wanted to, but she knew that I longed for that and I longed for that relationship. And I've kind of been in the strict bed where I was doing it myself, right? And then I was like, no, that inconsistency, I'm going to cut that off. No, don't come to my house. Don't pop up on my house. Uh-uh. Don't do that. No. You want to be a father when you want to be a father? You be a father on your own time, not mine's. You know what I'm saying? And say what you want to say, but that's just how I feel, you know, because I'm a mother 24-7. And that's how my mother was a mother 24-7. I really did not get a lady that credit back then, like how it was due. But like I said, I didn't know. I was a child, but it wasn't nothing nobody could say about Charles Chance, baby. When my father showed up, I remember I had these black, green, um, these African, I think they were Steelers or whatever. So they came out and they were suede. Baby, I think I was ready to get a, a beat and I want to throw them away. They had holes. I had new shoes and everything else like that. I think they was like a size three. I had already made it to a size like five. I did not want, I was so proud of those tennis that my father had. Boy, my mother, of course, was supplying for me, you know, providing, being a good mother, you know, but I just never realized or considered how to make her feel, you know, because I've been feeling some type of way down, you know. I, I will go all out, break my back. To get my children something and, and you know, they fall show one thing. It's just like, oh, it's like, oh, you know, it's so much gratitude. Oh. But that's because, yeah, they don't know. You know what I mean? So that's a little bit of hurt, too, that I be feeling. And I'm, you know, healing from that. But, yes, that do, that do hurt. Um, But, yes, my father, birthday just passed July the 4th. And, oh, Bo was a real firework. It's not miraculous that his birthday on the 4th of July, that holiday, you know, where they work out nerves with all these fireworks, right? Because Bo could work in nerves. <laughs> and he was a firework uh, 
but he was a he was a, he was a great man. And even though he was an absentee, he when he was here, he never was that father um, that I feel that I wanted him to be. I really believe, you know, it was I guess what I needed or how I was strong or whatever. I needed a, a father. I know different things went in my life probably because I didn't have him as I needed him or whatever else like that. But um, I'm healing from that and I'm feeling good that I'm able to let a lot of that resentment that I had towards him. I'm I'm really starting to release that go. And baby, when the 4th of July came, I cried like a baby. For my father. Guys, that's what I used to call him too. My father. My father. I cried like a baby. Um, because I just was thinking about, you know, some of the memories that we did have and just realizing a lot of the memories that we will never get to have. You know, my father was absent for my life for quite a time. You know, I told like I told you used to come in and out and stuff like that. Um and I'm I lost contact with him. He used to come and just show up. I just thought that's what it was. I think the last time I had seen my father was like when my son was two, like on a father's day. And then when I found out where he was, I guess it was like 18 years later. And I wasn't even able to have that conversation with him that I wanted to have. Like I wanted to ask him why and all of that stuff and, you know, go through that whole process. But by that time, you know, he was sick. He was a nursing home suffering from dementia. Um, early Alzheimer's has set in from some of his, you know, substance abuse um, in his younger years and stuff like that because he was he was wiser and seasoned when I think my father was like 65 or 66 uh, when he transitioned. Uh, but I wasn't ever able to have that conversation, so I had to heal from that. And what I'm learning is that the conversation wasn't even really necessary really because it wouldn't have been nothing he could have said to explain to me why he was absent for so long you know what I mean so once I realized that I, I guess God allowed that to happen in a way that we didn't wasn't able to have that conversation because it would have just continued to drive me crazy and you know just be hurt because it was nothing nothing really that he could say so once I was able to locate him and he reached out and I knew where he was and I could go visit and stuff, I just embraced that moment. Being able to sit with him, talk with him like, hey, that's my father. I finally get to see him again. And even in his illness, um, where he really couldn't have a, what is it, like a coherent type of conversation with me or real conversation, I would ask subtle things like, you know, What's your daughter's name? You got daughters? He'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, uh, what's your oldest daughter's name? So he had memories, but he did not remember me specifically. You know, he did not remember me. Like, I guess in my adult, my adulthood. But he did see me when I was adult, but he just didn't. He couldn't put two and two together. But when I kept continuing to visit him and stuff and he would see me, he would say, you know, my family. Or whatever. So he knew that I was family, but I would have a conversation with him like, you got an older daughter. What's your oldest daughter name? He used to say, Chastity. Chastity. And I used to say, yeah, that's me. And he used to be like, girl. <laughs> it used to be so funny. Get out of here. Give me a hug. And that used to make me feel good because I was like, okay. 
happy to see me. Do you remember me? So it wasn't that he just forgot me or whatever, but I guess whatever he was going through and hurt and trying to heal, it just happened like that. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I used to feel good. So rest in peace uh, to the late great Charles B. Chant, Jasbo. You did it. Did what you could. And I guess you did what? You know, you were you. You were you, you were your person and all of that is between you and um God. And that was one of the last times when I was able to go see my father when I kind of was feeling like, you know, he wasn't gonna transition because he was doing well. But then when COVID came about and you know the visits and you couldn't go into these facilities and stuff like that, of course, a lot of those people in those situations that were in nursing homes and stuff like that, very vulnerable. Um, like I say, staying connected, staying connected helps the process. So being so we were not able to connect with him, he kind of like fell for the worst. So when it did open back up in 2022, we were able to go and visit. He was just like, you know, the little bit of conversations that I could have or whatever. I wasn't getting none of that. And um, he had felt really sick, of course, from the neglect from these nursing homes. They are massive. You got family up in these nursing homes and these facilities, you know, for whatever reason, you can't care for them at home. Please um, visit, follow up and stuff like that as much as you can. Because unfortunately, a lot of people are taking over these facilities. And they don't care about the people. They just care about the money. It's sad. It's sad. Um, but because of the neglect of their kind of like treatment or whatever else like that, he had... Uh, got septic or whatever I'll say that and I went to the hospital to go visit them and I still was feeling some not so good feelings about what's your name and I can just remember uh at first and everything before I even got back in contact with him I used to say oh well he ain't looking for me I ain't looking for him I don't owe him nothing and stuff like that. No, I can't do that. Whatever else like that. But I wanted to do what I could um, when I could. And I'm, I'm a little bit sad that I couldn't do more. Like, you know, didn't have the space to bring them or whatever. Because I still would have did that. You know, a lot of times that's what they say. Y'all about to be good. Because I'm telling you, one time you might feel ill. You might feel sick. You might be in that situation. And you're not going to have somebody to care for you because you didn't care. For, you're not going to have your children to care for you because you didn't care for them. Okay? Even though that wasn't my situation, but you know it be happening like that. Come on now, y'all. We talking about some money. We here and we got to acknowledge it. Um, so I was a lot of that space, right? I was in a lot of that space. Like, oh my goodness, this... Ugh. But I went to go see him when he was set that, right? And I was like, when I go see him, and I felt like I needed to have that conversation with him because I was wondering, like, can he hear me? Did he know what I was going on? And I think he could. And it kind of helped me in the healing process. And I thank God because I prayed on it. And this is how he led my spirit to actually do this. So when I go in the hospital and I see him, this is approximately about 30 days or so, I want to say, before he did transition. I'm seeing him laying in his bed. He's fine. He's accepting. They like he's getting better, what I would say that. But when I walked in the room and he heard my voice, like, you know, he like responded a little bit. Like he was moving. It's like, yeah, that's the most we got out of him. So I was like, you know, I'm still a little better. Okay, he knows it's me and everything. So then when the doctors and everybody else left out the room and stuff like that, I just held his hand and 
you know, just was talking to him. And I just was like, I know it's hard because y'all yeah, said, so hard, y'all. I had to see your parents, like, going through stuff. That's just one of the hardest things, period. You know, whether your parents or one of your loved ones is sick or whatever, I'll say that. I think that's that's one of the thoughts that just kind of has haunted me all my life. Aside from me knowing that I have to go one day, um, yes, that still bothers me. And that's okay. That's not me questioning my faith or anything else like that. But just knowing that the people who bring me in this world are going to be gone one day. Like, right? That just bothers me, right? But I just had to give it to him. I had to let him know, like, I'm not mad with you. I'm not upset. I love you. You my father. And I ain't going to say you did your best. But it is what it is. Now I manage you. I love you. I turned out to be a great person. I said, if you could hear me and know who I am, you would be so happy. I'm a great person. And even though I did not have you, I'm good. And I hope you good. And I hope that you can be in peace with that. And I think he was. You know, I like to, it's a tear ready to come down my eyes, y'all, because I'm thinking back on it, right? I'm telling y'all, I'm healing from the hurt. Um, a little tear came from his eye. So I know he out. I know he hurt me, you know. And that was in short, because of course, y'all know my talking himself. I said a lot more than that, um, but I know he hurt me, and I did that, of course, because I just wanted that peace, you know. I just wanted to have peace. I mean, people know what we do and stuff. Not to say that there ain't people over here that don't feel no type of way about what they do, but it is some people that do. And just like I said, there's a lot of us. That's fronting that we don't feel no type of way. The same way how we don't want to acknowledge that we hurt or whatever else like that. A lot of times we'll do something and we'll be fronting that we don't feel no type of way about what we did when we know what we did is hurting somebody or whatever else like that. Um, except for them narcissist people, they don't care about nothing. They don't care about nothing, right? Um, but I still like to believe, like, you got to know or some type of way or whatever. Like, I can't even brick that. Uh, but yeah, and I'm glad that. I got that moment. I got that moment with him. I'm glad that I did. Even though, y'all, let me say, I got my shoulder in this fight. I had, when he transitioned or whatever, I'll say that, y'all already know. I do hip-hop. I do poetry, right? So they had reached out to me like, yeah, you do a poem. I did a poem, but I guess it's why his people, whatever, I'll say that. They, they old school. They want to fill up my poem. They just wanted to say, my heart is bleeding. Blah, 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 blah. But it was just, it was a baby. It was how I felt. It was how I felt. And they weren't talking about nothing like that, but they had put it out like I was trying to bash my father. Blah, 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 blah. No. I just was talking about re reality, and it was giving stuff like that. Like, even sometimes you didn't show up, but in all in all, you was my father. And blah, 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 and this and that. And that's what it said. It wasn't even that long. And I remember reading it to my cousin. My cousin was like, that's what it say. My father was my cousin. My cousin was my father. Shout out to Carl and Sean. <laughs> It was like one of my cousins that really held me down because sometimes, you know, my father used to come and get me wouldn't be around, but I would be around them. Um, Colin Sean. Yes, Colin Sean. And uh, yeah, they was like, that's what the, that ain't that like that. I was like, yeah, these people making it out. But baby, that's another story. But happy birthday. Happy related birthday to my father because I was just on here last week giving the cancers these shout outs and I could not believe. I was like, hey, 
How you forget your father? How you forget to hear your father? A shout out when I was talking about, right, the day after his birthday, I was like, how you forget that? But again, y'all, that's me going through the process. And like I said, a lot of stuff, oh, it's my trauma and my hurt. What I'm realizing is that I've had my own way of trying to block it out. And let me tell you, that does not help at all. You have to acknowledge it. You had to acknowledge it. And you got to hurt. You got to hurt to heal. You have to hurt to heal. Like, dang. I remember that. Like, your father is one of them cancers, right? That was, I mean, cancer men. They are, oh, they still, they they still love and they drown you with their love or whatever. I would say that, but they real particular too. They so arrogant. They so arrogant. Uh, but most cast the men I know that they some fine somethings, right? Because my father was fine. I wish I had a picture to show you up in there. I look just like him. <laughs> I look just like him. Yes, Charles B. Chas, Chas for short, right? Chastity. Um, thank goodness it wasn't Penelope. Like my mother was gonna go through. Shout out this um share. And um, Sonny, because she kind of followed their daughter name, but it was also Chaz, for short for Charles. Um, but then I also tell y'all, I'm supposed to be a boy. Up until the day my mama pushed me out. I'm like, yo, that's why I'm so, like, bold. <laughs> that's why I'm, like, so bold and just, like, so rough and tough. I always was, a, what they call it, a tomboy or whatever I said that, but I just always still... Had my girly characteristics. Like, I still always dress like a girl and everything after that. Ask my friends from childhood. They know Chestnut. They know Lord Nut. They know. I used to be the girl with all the boys. <laughs> with all the boys. And I mean, running with them, doing the real, real, real running. Yes. I wish someone was on here so they can give it to y'all and confirm that. Um, but yes, I just always kind of connected with the guys. Um, Versus the females coming up. But then I also was blessed. Like, you know, with my teenage years and stuff like that, to develop some very, very, my, my teenage and my 20s, I didn't really, like, link up um, with females and have those good relationships. And two, aside from, you know, family, cousins and stuff like that when you were little. Um, but in two, I was, like, teenage years and um, in my 20s and stuff like that. So, yeah, I got some I got some girlfriends. That's my sisters. And, you know, my 20s and my 30s and stuff like that. That's, like, my sisters, sisters, sisters. But, yeah, when I was a child in school and stuff like that, that's why I said why well, I used to get in so much trouble because I used to be the guys. I was one of them, right? I just dressed like a girl. So that used to be funny, too. That used to be funny, too, because I used to all my homeboys, which name my sister, my homeboy, whatever I'll say that. And I guess, you know, if they had loved ones or spouses or whatever, I'll say that. They used to be like, oh, Chastity used to be cool. Chastity real used to be cool until they see me. Then they got real. Like, hold up. I ain't run this girl. I got all them hips. All that, but uh-uh. uh I'm like, no, I'm I'm one of them. I ain't, I ain't got time for them. Not doing the things they doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, far as you know, relationship-wise, because I'm strictly, you know, but a lot of people don't say that now, right? Not that I ain't had my encounters and stuff, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's like, no, but it used to be a problem, and there used to be some hurt I used to heal from, too, because I used to feel some type of way, but I used to understand and respect it, because I had a whole bunch of uh, my brothers, we was real close and everything else like that. But as soon as their girlfriends met me or whoever else like that, baby, it got real, huh? And y'all already know, when it get fake, 
it always get real. So that used to hurt me and stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness, my brother cut me off, but I understand it. What we won't do, do for love. Huh? We try everything. And that means even letting your friends go. <laughs> even letting your friends go. Yes, indeed. I'm having fun tonight. I'm having fun tonight, even though I'm talking about some sad and some gloomy and all that type of stuff. I guess really, I'm just trying to get y'all to process that we are all hurting out here. We are all trying to heal. I hope it was very, very helpful on some of the tips that I gave y'all um, in, in the process of healing that can help you kind of get there. I'm just being mindful that you don't have to heal 100%. Be patient with yourself. Be persistent, even when you are faced with those setbacks. That are you feeling like, I ain't supposed to be here? You know, process it. It's okay. It's part of the process. And learn from those moments. And give yourself compassion. Give yourself compassion. Relax. Um, develop an activity that you enjoy to do, whatever type of exercise it is and everything else like that. It could be turning on your radio, singing some music, doing whatever, whatever that you do. That'd be my thing too, you know, because you know our sisters, whatever we going through, I guess guys do that too, right? Do they? I think everybody do that, right? We kind of like contribute to music sometimes of what we going through because I know when I'm feeling just a little bit broken, you know, a little bit worried in my spirit. I put on my little gospel, you know, that kind of like lift me up. I love to listen to songs. I'd be like, yes, I'm there. Speak to me, Lord. I'm there. I'd be like, the song is speaking to me. So I do the same thing as far as relationship. You know, I got my songs. It's the last time when I finally cut that off, you feel what I'm saying? What was my joint? Pick up your feelings by Jasmine's Nobody couldn't tell me nothing, okay? That pick up my feelings and that um my other girl uh for everybody. That was my joint too. I can't even think of her name right now. Cash doll, cash doll for everybody. That was my joint too. Because I used to always <laughs> both parts was my parts, right? But I mean, look at that. That was me, stupid. Like I like whatever, like uh-uh, the side piece and got them hurt or whatever. You gotta check them out. If you're in check them out, but those are two of my things. Oh, seriously. Uh, when I was going through that baby, that used to motivate me, especially that pick up your feelings. Huh? Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I ain't listening. Just for you to come and break my heart again. Yes, Jasmine. Yes. Homegirl went from busting windows of Jakarta, baby. Pick up your feelings. I'm mad, but baby, you ain't gonna get them reactions out of me. No, you're not. Not no more. And that's where I was at, because at one point, yeah, I was on that, uh, you got 10 seconds to go, I'll bust the windows out your car. So that was part of the healing process, y'all, that when I knew that hurt was there, and I was really acknowledging it, and I was there like, oh, I'm here. Pick up your feelings, because I'm picking up mine, okay? I was feeling a little bit better. I was feeling a little bit better. Uh, so we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. I try to bring up just some, um, you know, local news that I knew about that, of course, is hurting. I know the people who are going to have to heal from just situations that happen on a daily in our community, community that involves domestic violence and what it unfortunately can lead to someone losing their lives. Um, so anybody also in that situation, because, you know, I like to share um, the information, you know, it's tons of um, organizations out here now that deal with that, please reach out for help. Please do not stay in these situations um, at all. I know it's hard when you are in these situations to get out of them, but if you can, 
even when you go to the doctor. I used to wonder that too. Like every time I go to the doctor, why is this lady asking me, am I safe? Do I feel safe in a home? Yeah, because it's that serious. Like it's people in these situations and keep being in these situations and cannot get away from them. You know, they feel like they're healing and dealing with it and they want to be strong and all that. And people is really suffering in silence. Like we may know, but people is suffering in silence. And while we were also saying like we don't want to be judgmental of people and break people down and kind of let people be where they are. If you know somebody that's in a domestic violence situation, I don't care how mad they're going to be at you. I get on their nerves every day about this. Get on their nerves every day. If you know your people is better and deserve better, I know. I know you're going to get that pushback from them because sometimes when the moments break, they're going to be like, no, I love him. Oh, I love her. Oh, I'm good. Oh, he's good this week. Well, this one it is. Or whatever the case may be. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm mad at you. Because I know you better than that. I ain't going to let you sit and be comfortable in that situation. Yeah, I'm going to keep on talking. You know, nope, you deserve better. I'm going to hear what you're saying. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't know. Bump them, you know. So, yeah, do that. You know your person is, is in that situation. Say something. Say something. This is not okay. I talked about that last week. For it's like, you know, all this violence sometimes we see and everything else like that. And I know people be like, I'm a mom, my business. But in a lot of situations, you can't mind your business because what's going to happen is that if, you know, one of your loved ones or whatever is in this situation when you run into something, yeah, unfortunately, it may be bring some type of hurt. It's going to bring that hurt. The most devastating hurt that I'm sure it can bring for those madness is your loved one losing their lives behind it. So, yeah, take heed. Don't let that. Don't let that go like that. Do not let that go like that. So I shared all that information. Um, definitely all those tips that someone is missing because everybody's coming up missing. Make sure y'all call immediately. You do not gotta wait. That's a lie. I used to think the same thing, but that's not a lie. You ain't gotta wait no 48 hours. It don't matter how old it is or whatever else like that. Um, in order for Emma alert to be which name, your baby father, your baby mother geeking. Whoever, or somebody else comes says your kid, you can get an AM alert if you got the child description, their description, the description of the vehicle. Yes, you can. Now, if you can for somebody, because a lot of times people don't report stuff too, and they might think they're getting in trouble. Well, I know you might be um, caring for a vulnerable adult that has a mental illness or whatever. They want wander off or a child or whatever. You think that you're going to get in trouble? Nope. Nope. Things happen. Notify somebody so they can send out the silver alert. For if it's an elderly person and the goal if it's a child that's in that situation. That is the biggest, biggest step that you can take and towards the success of possibly your loved one being found and being found alive and being found safe is by you acting immediately. And unfortunately, the police, the y'all already know, they may not respond, they post it. But they're not responding how they're supposed to. Be on them. Keep on calling. Don't let them tell you. Because I don't know where I got that misconception from. But I really used to think that. 
And I think, you know, because I knew situations where people were me, uh, missing or whatever, like children and stuff. I told you I've worked rural for years and years and years. I still am in the, uh, the youth advocacy field with kids and everything else like that. And, you know, I would hear parents say, well, they say they run away or they 18 and they 19. I got to wait. That's a lie. That's a lie. And don't let them tell you that. Nope. So what? You don't want to do this work. Yeah, she might have run away. He might have run away. But I need you here right now because they're missing. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because they stereotype that too. Oh, she doing this. So she out there with her. Well, she ran away and not really take it serious. But it may be that time, but that's not the situation. And even in the situation and them running away, it still could be dangerous. They, they still be running. They still get themselves in all types of situations. Like I said, I work with youth. I work with youth. This human trafficking and all this shit is real. Amongst youth, all the way up to adults. So people will run away, they get wooed and swooed by whoever, you know, they meet online, somebody else, and next thing you know, they got them all the way over somewhere else in another state. Trafficking themselves or whatever else like that. In the domestic violence situation where they manipulated them or trying to control them and whatever form, whether it be physical, mental, whatever else like that, they can't reach out to their families. I used to see it a lot. Like a lot, y'all. Like this stuff is really, really happening. So I don't know why I had the miss. I don't know. I don't know why I was thinking like when I'm seeing all these people that's missing and stuff like that. I guess I just didn't know it was that big of a number. Like that was astounding to me. Like what in the world? Yeah. So it happens. But again, you repeating it. I mean, you reporting it immediately is very vital. Um, and can be the very well the factor in whether your loved one is found or not. It really can. So the faster that you reach out for assistance, hopefully the faster they can be found. So keep that in mind. Um, I spoke about Lakeisha Willis' situation, a 45-year-old lady that was found by Pikesville High School, killed um, allegedly by her son's father, Mr. Lever, finally he's locked up. Gave my dedication for Miss Michelle Lindsay um, on the show who was killed last year um, in a homicide suicide. Definitely sending love out to um, all of her friends, her children, um, Brittany, Whitney, Tiffany, Delvin, uh, all of them. To my god brother, Freddie, Eastwood, definitely. Because, yeah, that was his children, his first children by whatever I'll say that. You know what I mean? It was trauma for him. He was injured um, in an attack, like, earlier that year. You know, so then, you know, to be faced with ready to lose your life and then find out that your children mother lose their life in that way, that is very, very, very tragic. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, there's a lot of good things out here going on in the community. Like I said, if you got something going on, you want me to announce it on the show or not even me announce it, you know, by word of mouth, that's what. Mommy be doing his thing behind the scenes. Hey, run you that ad, run you that commercial. So make sure you hit them up. You can come to the website, www.beexposedradio.com or you can go directly to your email at info at beexposed. Hey, you can do it either way, but we definitely want to hear from you. And then hopefully next week when I come through on the show and I'm talking, running on my mouth and doing all this, you won't be against reaching out to me. Okay? 
<laughs> reaching out to me. Yes, Baltimore Fashion Week. Y'all see some of the ads coming up. Baltimore Fashion Week is coming August the 19th, 2023. And they already got a whole bunch of stuff going on. I mentioned the Youth Open Mic that is being presented by them happening up at the library this Saturday. Yes, Baltimore Youth Open Mic, uh, July the 15th. It's starting at 1 o'clock. I know those youth are very excited about that. I just seen something uh, that they had posted um, through there about the young man who will be, you know, hosting that and everything else like that. I know they're going to have a ball. That was the type of stuff that I always wanted to go to um, when I was a youth. Just like I told y'all, I do my hip-hop, I do my poetry. Shout out to the late, great Mr. Bowley. Yes, my third grade teacher who started helping me process. Yes, my third grade teacher up in Carmadale, John Rogers, who started me helping me process some of that trauma and me feeling about, you know, not having a father and all that. So, like, Mr. Bowley, um, he kind of, like, stepped in. He got me really into, like, poetry and performing um, spoken words, I remember. Uh, as what's that dramatic reading contest, baby? I had a few of them up underneath my belt. Uh, he used to give me poem to study and stuff like that. He used to be amazed, like Carol remembered all that. Like, yes, he really used to challenge me. I used to which name I remember. One of them, I was uh, like a slave, and I was doing this. Lots of lots of praise the Lord. Eight little years old, running my mouth doing it. Do you hear me? Shout out to him. Also, another great man, Mister Bay. I just think that he he's another. Uh, uh, he's a cancer as well. I told you they love it. Not Mr. Bowley, but Mr. Bay. Mr. Bay just celebrated a birthday. Mr. Bay was my sixth grade art teacher, and he definitely loved on me the same way. Like, look, this little, he seen me, that young lady hanging with all the boys and stuff like that, doing everything, fighting and all this and stuff like that. So he also gave me a pad to be able to get some of that stuff out. And he just really understood me, understood me, understood me. Um, and it's a blessing that I still get to communicate with him um, today um, on Facebook, but I actually had run into him uh, out, out in the community. You know what I'm saying? When he was being a professional up in the college and stuff, when I was working with the youth um, and we were like at a social type of service type of agency, he was like, ah, Chastity, he removed me. He was saying so. That was a blessing to see Mr. Blade, but yes, I've definitely been blessed. So even though um, my father didn't show up in that regard, God has definitely blessed me with a lot of positive men who loved on me um, in a father role, including my stepfather, Mr. Leroy Sons. I can't I can't leave him out, even though he be always running my mouth. He just told me the other day, even though he always running his mouth. I run mine too. I got some of that from him. But he just told me the other day, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. He was mad. I ain't bring him. No, uh, <laughs> no turkey tacos over there. He's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with you. And all of a sudden, they like it so much. I'm like, whatever, because they, you know, they not no real big with your name. But I gotta make sure next time I make that dish, I gotta cook more. I gotta put theirs up aside because that's exactly what he told me, and that's definitely what he do for me. So I was wrong. I got you. I know you heard about it, but I'm gonna help you heal from it. Okay, <laughs> okay. And just like I said, my birthday is coming up. 729. So show me some love, y'all. Show me some love. Y'all can do it uh, in advance. I don't think when I'm, no, when I'm coming, because my birthday is on the Saturday. So I will be on there. I think two days before my birthday on a Thursday, I will be in here. So it's going to be a party party. That might already just be the topic or appreciation of life or something. I got to think down the line. But that's my good brother's Chris. 
uh, birthday on 727. So, mm, I got a shout out. See if I can get them on here too. Because Chris and everything, they're starting a new business and everything. I said, yeah, yeah, that may be good for that if he got time. Because he, he partying. Last year, we went up on his birthday and stuff like that. We had a nice, nice old grown time downtown. I forgot the place. Uh, I forgot it, but it was real, real nice. We had sitting out there by the water. Him and about 20 of his friends. Oh, it was lovely. It was lovely. It was so lovely. And I'm almost out of here, guys. Y'all know I usually leave over a couple of minutes before nine because shows and everything used to follow um, behind me. But being so, that's not the case. And then I know that um, I always telling y'all how I do poetry and all that, right? And all that other stuff, right? But then I be, I be, I I'll be playing with y'all, don't I? I'll be playing with y'all, and I do not be sharing. But I just wanted to share this piece um, and what's going on with women and hurting and healing and everything else like that and everything else like that, whatever else like that. So it was just starting to kind of mind. It's not the one that I wanted to share because what I say, y'all bear with me. Thank you but things that just slip, slip in my mind. Um, But I am once I get off of here, right? Before I go drop my little thing, trying to get my little bit of corns, ain't nothing bad. I'm going to do it. No. DoorDash and all that other stuff like that. It's not as bad as y'all say, y'all, right? Wait, if you will, for nothing. Anything can get a little bit of money. It's, it's hard out here. It ain't easy and easy. I, I go hard for mine. Uh, but I am going to get on and I'm definitely going to record it because I think it is definitely something that I want to put out into the world. But here you go. The name of this one is women and I decided to do this one because I was talking about the woman and everything else like that and what we face and what the hurt is and everything else like that, right? Um so let me do it. Let me do it, right? Y'all ready? Y'all ready before I get up out of here? Y'all better live for it, right? I know what it is and you know what it gives. It's more than like the dime so yep, you better live. It's more than like the dime so yep, you better live. Hold on, that's not the poem. <laughs> I just had to get that out real quick, right? You gotta dance, you gotta laugh, you gotta enjoy yourself, baby. Just live, just, just live. There you go. Ain't nothing new. I consume all the gloom from the womb to the tomb. I'm every man and woman's destiny or they do. When the Savior got me in favor, the closest to the creator, effect indeed, because every form of life must come through me. But you don't celebrate my life abundantly. God, you better take heed. Hmm. I have lost the words already. <laughs> and as an artist, I'm supposed to know to keep on going. What is going on with you? What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> And that's all right. A fact indeed, because every form of life must come through me, but you don't celebrate my life abundantly. For some reason, can't believe that how society has taught you to mistreat me. You don't give what you take. You don't love what you break. You don't build what you rape. And it's such a mistake. So quick to show hate when you should be showing love to every woman that you see. Mother, sister, daughter, aunt, cousin, friend, or niece. From the human existence, the animal species. Because there would be no use if there was no me. I'm creating generations, but just look what I'm facing. My seeds incarcerated getting killed at early ages. No appreciation for life is outrageous and ridiculous. And I got put up with it. All the stages and the phases that it takes to give birth. I get neglect and disrespect and you expect me not to hurt. You forget a woman's worth as you curse and disperse all your negativities. 
in the videos, I'm hoes and exposed in the streets. Speak my mind, you want to beef. I show love, I'm a freak. So I'm not going to be discreet. Until you realize this when you would out of me. I'm a W. Oh, M-A-N, appreciate it. Don't be hating, I'm to say it again. I'm a W. Oh, M-A-N, I'm the start of all existence from beginning to end. The most precious thing on earth, yes, I'm a woman. But you want to see me hurt. I just don't get it. All right, y'all, there y'all go. That was the messed up version. <laughs> that was the messed up version. And But it's messed up. It's messed up, right? We'll be golden, it's black woman and all of this hurt and everything else like that. So I just had to give y'all a little spill. Next time, I'm going to get, matter of fact, peep out that world that I'm going to post. It's definitely going to be the business. But I gave it to y'all and everything else like that. If it ain't all good for you, but remember, it's not the worst. It will get better. Please acknowledge your hurt so you can heal. And then heal, hurt some more, and then hurt to heal again. All right, y'all. That's my time. God loves you. God bless you. Join me next Thursday live at 7. Yes, yes. It's me, Chas Real, the Empress Lady Cake Mix. Your news, our views. I'm up out of here. You better live. Thank you.